raise your hand if you feel like sometimes you just need to get out of your own way. That's what we're talking about today on The Jeweler's Philosophy. So the big question is this, how are artists, jewelers, and art-based business owners like us who make our own products and run our businesses, how do we find the time and the money to push our creative limits and still grow and scale our companies? This is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler, and welcome to The Jeweler's Philosophy. What's up, everybody? I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler. Welcome to the Jewelers Philosophy Podcast. Today, I'm talking about something that I realized yesterday while sitting at a uh, manufacturing office. And uh, it was this like epiphany that happened and it was so strange, <laughs> but it put a whole lot of things into perspective. So let me frame this for you. Let me back it up just a little bit. First of all, um, this is day four of the uh, Thailand trip. So this is the fourth day that I'm actually in the city out of quarantine, everything else like that. So it's really cool uh, because I'm able to explore the city. Everything is opened. It's not the weekend. It's, you know, the COVID stuff has been lifted here in Bangkok and it is really amazing. It's so cool to see everything coming back and, and doing all that. When I first got here on Saturday and I got out and that was the first day that I was out was Saturday. It was so, it was very dead. It was really neat, but it was also very dead. And, um, it was, it's cool to see both sides, right? Really, really busy and then really dead. Uh, and, and it was, it was pretty cool. So the other thing is, is that it's later on in the day. Normally I record the podcast in the morning, typically after breakfast and after, um, uh, coffee when it was in the quarantine is when I was doing that. Well, now I'm kind of keeping a different schedule because I'm meeting people at different times and I'm fitting this in. So right now I think it's like one in the afternoon, roughly. And so I've been out, I have been, I'm trying, I, I found, finally found a place to do my laundry. Uh, and so I'm going to do that. Uh, but I had breakfast and I've been tooling around. I went down to the, um, the jewelry trade center building and just walked down there, trying to get a lay of the land, walked down, walked back, got breakfast from street vendors the whole way. Um, I picked up some groceries, uh, stuff like that. And, and you get them from seven 11. It's super crazy. It's awesome. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. So it's a little bit different because I've been, been out today. And, uh, so yesterday I went and I met with, um, somebody that I'm going to, that, that I am working with currently, uh, which is pretty cool. And we are starting to the first three pieces of the line. So I brought 10 pieces with me to Bangkok of elegant world jewelry. And that's what I'm making. That's why I'm really here. I'm, started production on, on three of them. So I've got one ring that's getting a mold and then I've got uh, a ring and a pendant that we're doing sizes, molds, and 14 karat, uh, yellow prototypes of these pieces and out of the 10. So there's still seven that I've got to do. And I'm, I've got other appointments with other manufacturers later on in my trip and next week, stuff like that. Friday is a holiday. 
which means Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I get to do a podcast from the beach because we're going to the beach. It's awesome. Uh, sorry, a private island with a private villa, apparently. Uh, so, um, but I, I was sitting in this meeting yesterday with uh, the goldsmith as well as um, my, uh, my production um, contact, Huck, and uh, my friend Jason, Marshavala. And I'm sitting in this uh, um, meeting and we're all talking about my line. Jason speaks Thai. Um, so he was doing a lot of, uh, like translating and talking and, and putting things back and forth. Uh, I was talking a lot about design and Huck was doing a lot of the, the other things, parameter stuff and everything else like that. It's his goldsmith. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and we're all talking about the jewelry and how to make it and how it's textured and how, because that's the whole thing. The whole thing is basically metal and texture and that's what the jewelry is. So the texture's got to be dead nuts right. It has to be right. That is the line, right? And so as I'm sitting there talking and, and everything else like that, you know, we're looking at this and I'm working on finding a manufacturer that can make my stuff. Now, the thing that's really weird is as an artist, right? How many of us, raise your hand, how many of us feel like we need to just get out of our own way? right? So many of us in our businesses, in our process, in our everything, right? We are the bottleneck. It's like everything funnels in your customers, your sales, the materials, shipping, everything, right? Funnels in and it all ends up on top of you, right? I know it does for me. And part of that is, I think that that's like hardwired into our brains a little bit uh, as makers, right? And, and we create tangible things. And so when it comes to other tangible things, I feel the majority of us automatically assume that we'll just do it. Now, flip that on its head, and now you're your customer. Okay? Think about that for a second. You go to a place, and you are now the customer, and you're getting the same treatment that you gave your customers. Right? If you're this amazing answer to your customers and now you're finding somebody that's an amazing answer to you as a customer, right? You don't need to do all the same things. So I'm sitting in this meeting and they're talking about different things. How to sprue it, how to uh, cut the molds, how to save the different parts of the texture, stuff like that. And I'm paying attention, right? But I'm not Try, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not offering up any additional information. So I was talking to my wife about that idea and she said, well, why are you trying to keep it a secret? And I'm not trying to keep it a secret, right? But how many of us want to be told how to do our job? I don't, right? Raise your hand, my hands up. I don't want people to tell me how to do my job. I know how to do my job, right? You don't go to a doctor and tell them what you have. You go to a doctor and they tell you what you have. Right? You don't go to a lawyer and tell them how to do how to how to save your your business or your tax uh, people. You know, you don't go to your accountant and tell them how to do their job. That's why you're paying them, right? You can unload that portion. Part of the reason that I'm here is that I am a custom one-off jeweler. Okay, I can make one piece 
extremely well. Now we've done trade work and everything else like that. We do manufacture, right? I have manufactured for other companies and I like it, but they're very, very, very small runs. I don't want this company to be small runs. So as a result, it needs to be made on a different scale, right? That uses different processes and tools and other stuff like that. Though similar, I don't need to necessarily know because I don't have those tools. I don't have those facilities. And so it's not that I don't care. It's that I don't need to know. And therefore, I don't necessarily need to seek it out, right? And furthermore, I don't need to tell them what I did because if I could do it, I would be, right? When you think about it that way, it, it kind of comes back and it's a little interesting. So as I'm sitting there and, and I'm trying to, you know, they're asking questions and they're, they're talking of how they're going to do this. I know how I did it. I already made it, right? But it's not sustainable. The way that I made it, I can make one. I can't make it in scale. They can. Their job is to bring them something and say, this is awesome. I want you to make this. And they say, okay. And they figure it out. They don't necessarily need me to tell them. Because what I'm going to tell them is how I did it. They don't want to do it that way. They want to do it a better way. I want them to do it a better way. So I'm finding myself in this meeting, right? And I'm trying to, every every time they're like asking, I was like, oh, 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 wait, oh, oh. And I was like going to say something. And Jason just looked at me. He's like, dude, relax, relax. I was like, okay, right? Because I'm bubbly, high sprung, high strung, whatever you want to call it, right? I'm a damn spring, man. Um, and so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm having to consciously turn off this DIY artist American thing that's in my head, right? And, it, and, and I'm entering this like new zone of, of art, okay? And it's, I already made it. I made the piece. I made the art piece. And now what I'm doing is I'm replicating that, right? It's like saying if you're a painter, and you made a painting. I'm, uh, I'm filming this in front of a big TV, right? So my phone is right here and that's how I'm filming it. And then I've got a big screen TV. You paint this thing, right, uh, on the TV. This big, big, I don't know, six, 45, 60 inch TV, right? But then you don't, want, you don't want it to be painted. You want it to be printed, right? And you want to make prints this size, okay? This is much smaller. Well, when you look at that, right? You're not going to teach the person doing the printing and everything, even if it is hand painted, right? You're not going to do with the printing. You're not going to be sitting there and telling them how to do it. You already did your part and now you're hiring them to do their part. Okay. And it was this weird dichotomy in my head because I'm wanting to tell them like, well, this is what I would do. And this is what I, and, uh, 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 you know, and I'm trying to, in my head, I'm like, I'm saying these things. But the, the truth is, it doesn't matter, right? Because if I could do it, I would be. It's like I have a friend, right? And he is a crazy do-it-yourselfer, amazing person, can do pretty much anything, right? But I've literally seen this person hire somebody to do a job, like a plumber, okay? Or, or something that needs specialty tools. I don't know, uh, like... Uh, an electrician or um, specialty tool. Oh, uh, concrete, right? Like, like you need uh, a special saw or something, right? And and you hire somebody that has this saw, and they come and when you pay them, they use the saw, 
and they do the job and then you pay them, right? You could do that or plumber, same thing, right? You may know how to, I know how to do plumbing, but if I hire a plumber, I'm not going to sit there and help them, right? It doesn't matter if I know how to do it. I'm paying him to do it. Now, vice versa, what I was almost doing this meeting was take the concrete saw guy, right? Like that would be like me hiring him and saying, okay, you're $100 an hour, I don't know, $20 an hour, $50 an hour. I need you for two hours, right? And, and you bring your saw and you cut this stuff out and cut up this sidewalk for me and then I'll pay you. And the guy shows up and he brings the saw and you are the guy, right? And you sit there and, and he, he brings the saw and you're like, oh man, yeah, you got the saw, that's great. And you start, the guy starts cutting and you're like, no, 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 move out of the way. And you physically take the saw. Now the guy that owns it is standing over here, right? And you're cutting it. You're cutting up the concrete. Okay, and you still pay him. He's there. You're gonna pay him no matter what. But are you gonna are you gonna use his tools and do the job? Come on, that's like a plumber, right? You hire a plumber to fix a backed up sink or something. I don't know. And plumber comes in, has all the stuff, and you're like, just back up, dude. Give me give me this fitting. Give me this. I'm gonna brace it. And you still pay the guys his hourly rate plus materials, everything else like that, right? It seems goofy when you say it like that, right? And most of us, we're hiring other people to do things for us that we don't know how to do, okay? That's the boat that I'm in. I don't know how to make a thousand of these. I can make one perfectly. They know how to make a thousand perfectly. That's what they do. It's like reverse engineering and all this other stuff. I don't know. But I found it really interesting that in this meeting, right, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm physically having to stop myself and say, shut up, shut up, shut up. That doesn't matter. Shut up. And, and it, I really had to stop and like get out of my own way. And part of it is that's why I'm here, right? I'm in Thailand because I saw this like six months ago. I actually saw it a while ago, right? But it was hard to, it's hard to wrap your head around as an artist, right? I still want to make, I want to do, I want to do all this stuff. And I like doing things, right? Now, I also know how to make jewelry, but I'm not going to lie. Like if I had to sit there in a factory and do, I can set, I can set pave, I can pave stones very well, right? Or, or I can, I can set any stone very well. If I had to do nothing but sit in a, in a factory, Tiffany and company and set stones all day, I would go crazy. It's not what I want to do at all. I like doing it the way I do it. I like doing it in the piece that I'm making, but I don't want to be a production setter. It's not what I want to do, right? Now, is their setting better than mine? No, I'm going to say they're the same, right? The difference is that they want to do that job. I want to make the jewelry, design the jewelry, talk about the jewelry. Like, I don't want to just do the one thing, right? But it's, it's different. It's a different mindset right and so i came i came over here because i tried and i was working on building something that could manufacture the pieces that i want to make and the problem that i ran into was that i don't know enough about manufacturing large volume of product effectively it's a completely different discipline it's like saying you can mow your yard with a push lawnmower, 
but you're not going to go out and make money at that by starting a business if all you have is a push mower. You're going to lose money. You can't do it for $40 or $35 or whatever it is, right? Like I, I, I uh, pay my guy 35 bucks a week, but there's four guys and like three lawn mow two lawn mowers front and back. There's two weed whacker guys. And then there's a, a blower guy, 35 bucks. That's how they make a profit at doing it. Now I could look at them and be like, man, 35 bucks a lawn, no problem. I got a push mower, right? A gallon of gas is $2. It doesn't make sense, but when you frame it that way, right? I'm not gonna go out there. I've mowed lots of yards. I'm not gonna go out there and tell that guy how to mow the lawn. Come on. Oh, what you should get is a push mower that's got the propelled thing, you know? You like the two cycle or the four, right? It doesn't work like that. And so framing it this way is different. It's very different, but it was like this thing that just hit me out of nowhere yesterday. And it was like, just don't, just relax. Like answer the questions, do the things, tell them what you want, right? Be the customer. I'm not normally the customer, right? And maybe you aren't either. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that as us, right? We typically are not the customer, right? And, and when we are, it doesn't necessarily fare well. And a lot of it is because we either do know a whole lot, right? Or we feel like we know a whole lot. And a lot of times I've actually been super burned by that. You know, it's like, I've gone in there and I've been like, oh, well, I know this and this and this and this. And they do what I told them. And it's like way more. And I'm like, why is it this? And they say, oh, well, because we did this, 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 and this. I'm like, well, what would you have done? Not that. How much would it be? A third of the cost? Well, why didn't you do that? You said that you wanted this, 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 this. You told us what you wanted. That's not why I'm here. I'm not trying to pretend how to know how to manufacture on mass scale jewelry. I don't know how to do that. That's why I'm here. I can make one perfect piece. That's what I do. I gotta get this straight in my head because this is where it's going. This is the trajectory of the line, of the product, of the method, of everything, right? This is, this is the transformation, is switching from DIY, everything in one house, everything on my own. I am the bottleneck. When I'm stressed, I got nobody to say anything to but me. If I need to pick up the, the pick up the work, or if I need to drop something off, or if I need to make more or fix something, it's me. Or it's you. Right? And I'm more interested in focusing 15 years in, 10, 11 years professionally, 16 years in, 11 years professionally. I'm more interested in making the things that I want to make, which is my jewelry line. But I don't want to make a million of those, right? I don't want to make a million. I want to make one. I want these people to make a million. <laughs> I want to do the fun part for me. I hope that this is the fun part for them. I have a feeling they probably like it, you know, just like most of us. How many of us tell people that we're an artist and they're like, man, that's so cool. Or they're like, I wouldn't want to do that, you know? <laughs> It's crazy. So I wanted to hop on here and I wanted to tell you guys this because it was this crazy thing. Like I know that this whole big trip, right? I'm going to have, this is more than just the jewelry line. This is like a crazy transformation of not only myself, but my company, my mindset, um, the thing, the, the, a lot of different things. This is a huge transformational trip for me and my business, my art, my everything, my mind, whole thing. 
And I'm really soaking all of that in and I'm really trying to learn as I go. I'm looking for these things and when I find them, I got like notepads and like everything I've got because I'm writing everything down. I'm like, oh, that's this, that's this, that's this. And it's really, it's really, really great. It's really great. So I wanted to share this with you guys and let you know that if you're feeling like maybe you need to just get out of your own way or things would maybe be a little bit easier or better if there was something else, like think about it and figure out the things that you're gonna tight grip on that you can't let go, I can't let go that maybe you could loosen a little bit. Right? I mean, I'm talking about making my product in volume and I have to let go. I have to give it to somebody else and trust them. Now, I'm vetting these people, but I have to let it go. And I'm okay with that. I just have to learn it. It's just new. It's like anything else. I'm starting at zero, but I'm learning quickly. So, thank you so much. I appreciate all of you guys. I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler. This is the Jewelers Philosophy Podcast. We will see you tomorrow. See ya. For even more information about growing your art-based business, head over to buffalocraft.com now. There, you'll find our most recent offers. And be sure to sign up for our email list so you get the most up-to-date info about what we're doing and working on. While you're there, check out the Mill T-shirt. Head to buffalocraft.com now.